you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Around the NFL podcast. Doesn't know how to pronounce Nagy. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast from Indianapolis, Indiana. Whoa, Maron, Dan Hans is here. I'm joined by a suite filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Here we are, Greg. Hello. Greg, overlooking as as I speak to him, Greg, looking out over the field of Lucas Oil Stadium, the 2010 mm. AFC South champions once roamed here. Greg, <laughs> goosebumps, aren't they? AFC championship runner-up banner still flying high somewhere. Or they took that down. <laughs> I, think I think believe they took it down. Did they get? A, I thought they. Stri- I, think I thought, still I thought here. they stripped that out. I think they're it's here. Still here. They're, yeah, Sully's pointing and <laughs> oh, saying no. they're still up. Um, gentlemen, yes, here we are in Indy, and we are in one of the, uh, the. I guess it's a luxury suite. Why not? It is. It it's is. The, it's, Absolutely. It, Huntington Bank. Wes has some connections that we're classy dudes. Huntington Bank. The mayor of Tybee's little brother was a, an executive <laughs> with Huntington Bank, and he texted me and said, I spent a lot of nights in that suite. Well, they just got sweet. some free value out of buying this suite, I'll tell you that. How about that? I uh, used to deliver mail to Huntington Bank. Uh, yeah, and Sully just took a photo <laughs> for me. Thank you, Sully. 2014 AFC finalists. Isn't that the game when they got Finalist. Wasn't that the, yeah, the late gate game? Well, yeah. it's a, when you lose 45 to 7, well, you want to no you make sure chance. you remember treasure it forever. Those, treasure those moments. Anyway, so it's great to be here at Lucas Oil Stadium. The combine, at least like the the proper combine where all the, the underwear Olympics take place, has yet to start. But we get in a little earlier because we like to be boots on the ground for the press conferences, for the play, uh, for the coaches and GMs. Uh, and that's what where we were today, Wednesday. All day we spent in a very heated, cramped, well, not cramped, but unnecessarily warm, sweaty uh, conference hall. Uh, and we talked to a lot of or listened to a lot of NFL coaches and GMs. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, what we took out of that. Takeaways from the Scouting Combine presser day one. Uh, also, we have a special guest joining us in the suite a little bit later, too. In fact, the first is none other than Ian Rappaport. It's time to bring it back, guys. Rap Sheet rumors. Get excited for that with Rap Sheet in the house. I hope that goes well. Be a little weird, right? If it, if we do the sag and it falls flat, and the guy's actually there, yeah, it'd be concerning. I think it would be, uh, you know, probably in his eyes, we're not quite as professional as him. I think he may maybe look at us and say these guys are sort of jabronis. So. I think his career will be fine either way. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll be fine, but we need to deliver. I think he does need to come face to face with the fact that he's a rumor monger. Okay, mm. well, maybe we'll talk th- talk to him about that because that seems like a bit of a blowtorch move there, Wes. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yes, as I said, we're going to talk about the takeaways from the, uh, combine pressers and Kevin Patra, he's going to join us. I'm, I'm sure he's on the bench right now, uh, getting a little pump in, uh, but he will join us and talk about his takeaways and we'll all sh- share all of our takeaways. But before we do that, uh, there is a bunch of news to get to. So Lindsay full time behind the glass, Lindsay, are you a millionaire? Yes. All right. She's what? Well, there you go. She's a millionaire. <laughs> I can't believe she's here still. Uh, let's do some news. 
I might be out after curfew a few times this week. I got a free pass from my wife, so uh, look forward to seeing you guys. Now, I think, Mark, help me out with this. I think he means he's allowed to stay out late, hang out with all the coaches and journos and all that and, and, and team officials. But he also, his wife gave him a free pass. How you do, never how know. How do you read into that? I mean, you and I on the flight out, um, in a bit of incredible technology, sitting next to each other on the Delta flight, synced up in unison uh, a bad mom's Christmas. We watched that yes. together. We suffered through Talk about, about 12 pass. minutes. But that's, th- those women in that movie appeared to be um, in some sort of a hall pass scenario. I think this is a little different than that. Maybe. Well, he wouldn't be the first uh, <laughs> NFL coach that we saw out with uh, women that weren't their wives at the NFL scouting conference. What are we, Let's be what real. Are, where are we going with this, Greg? No, I mean, just, he's absolutely right. I'm not saying Gruden has anything to do with that. I'm saying that's about as common as anything. We're not throwing anyone yeah. in particular and, under the bus, and, but and can I just watch say, out. If you are a new fan of the NFL or you're not really plugged in on what the combine experience is, that what Gruden's <laughs> alluding to is real deal. That's it. He Cheating on that. your wife. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. He, he, what he means is he's going to be out. He's probably going to get a steak at Elmo's, and he's going to go to Prime 51 or whatever it's called and have a bunch of drinks, and that's part of the allure of this event. It's a very much an industry event where the coaches and front office officials all get sauced. That's so what happens here. Why is Mark and Wes like, oh, my word. I know, they're a little <laughs> no, because, what are because, you so, so many Because you are throwing a head coach under no, the bus no, no. with no I, proof. I am very clear. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Gruden. I am saying nothing it is at a, all. It is a common sight yes. at this we've seen event. It. We won't name names, but we've seen it. So Men. many NFL head coaches being uh, accosted and, uh, and confronted by their wives tonight who are <laughs> rabid listeners of the oh, Around yeah. the NFL podcast. Well, a lot of wags listen to this. Also, the basic breakdown here is that Gruden said it himself. He got a hall pass. And if you know the, what a hall pass means, it means, hey, go have fun. Go have some fun. You okay with I, this, Mark? I'm fine Mark, with it. Mark, very uncomfortable. No, not at all. I think, number one, Gruden is a rock star in this town. I don't even know if he needed a hall pass. He could do whatever he wants, obviously. Interesting. Another interesting comment there from Mark. Let's get into the news. <laughs> not we'll even see. nearly. Greg, I'm not even on the top five of an inter- interesting comments on this show so far. <laughs> let's start <laughs> Let's start with my New York Jets, who made some news. Once upon a time, like three years ago, the Jets had a loaded defensive line. It was called by the fan base the do you remember, Wes? Pop quiz. Sons of Anarchy? Very, very true. It was a popular FX show at the time, and it was Sheldon Richardson, it was Damon Harrison, and it was Mo Wilkerson. And they lost Damon Harrison to free agency, and then they cut Sheldon Richardson or traded Sheldon Richardson, and now Mo Wilkerson is gone in three years. They're all gone, two years, really. Uh, the team informed Wilkerson of his release on Wednesday, uh, this comes just two years after uh, Mo signed a five-year, ninety-six million or eighty-six million dollar extension with the Jets. He ends up getting almost thirty-seven million uh, off the Jets, steals it from the Jets, really, which is a, a common theme in recent years with their big free agency deals. Uh, before the team cuts bait at the first opportunity they can without getting killed by the cap, so Mo Wilkerson hits the free agent market uh, a damaged uh, property, right, Wes? Yeah, I think you have to wonder about his his attitude problems, his tardiness, uh, his commitment to the game. But uh, he also falls under the Bill Parcells planet theory. There's only so many guys on the planet with his size, length, and athleticism. So he's going to get plenty of coaches and executives who will, who think they can turn his career around. We here's a guy. Him. Go ahead, Greg. No, go ahead. Well, I was just say, here's a guy that didn't show up to his own birthday party at the Jets facility. Bad sign. We we ranked him number 21 on our top 101 free agents. Oh, I was close. Yeah, you were. And it's weird because Wes and I basically saw him at the exact same spot. Although now that I've thought about it a little more and I'm reading this tweet from Manish Mehta saying there are some doozies of the stories of Mo Wilkerson's basically irresponsibility. I do wonder. It's a guy that's made a lot of money who's probably not going to get paid that much money. So you you do have to be pretty worried about... What's this guy? What's the fire in the belly for a guy who might only be and making five or six, seven million dollars a year only? For Jets fans that follow the team closely, it's a, he's a sad story at the end of the day because he was a hometown kid. He was from Jersey, went to Temple, drafted by the Jets over four or five years, built himself into a true star and like a, a guy that could stuff the run, that could get to the quarterback. And then, and it's really been dark for the Jets since this day, week 17, 2015 
when they were 10-5 and five and then blew the game against Rex and Buffalo and missed the playoffs. Wilkerson broke his leg in that game. And I don't know, Wes, that's the one thing I'm curious about, uh, if he still is even the same guy he was before he broke his leg. It's a fair he's, question. He's never been as dominant. He had little... Uh, fits and starts where he looked like the old Mo, but between the leg injury and the chronic tardiness and uh, Man- uh, Manisha's to be believed, more uh, stories behind the scenes. This, you know, you might have to move th- him down. This has proven to be your strong suit as a football evaluator. Guys coming off of foot or leg injuries. <laughs> that's my, that's you, my corner. You will put us in our place and say, hey, look, there's no guarantee this guy's going to come back what he was. I would like to talk to Carl Dunbar, the 2014 Jets defensive line coach, if we can find him tonight. I mean, what the knucklehead, the raging knucklehead factor he dealt with between Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson in that room. Should have kept Damon Harrison. That's the takeaway. Give me a break. Moving on, the Steelers uh, will not have Ryan Shazier next season. I don't think this is a surprise to anybody, but it's official. Um, Steelers GM Kevin Colbert uh, made it official. Did I say that right? I think it's it's close, yeah. It's totally right. No, oh, why'd you say close? I don't know, man. I was thinking sometimes I get him confused with Stephen Colbert against Kevin Colbert. <laughs> oh, you mean Steelers. his name? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, Mark gave me a look, and I was like, did I say the wrong name? I, didn't think so. I was only right. half listening, so I had to cycle back <laughs> through my mind to what it was you even said. Anyway, uh, Colbert uh, told reporters <laughs> Wednesday at the Combine that Shazier won't play in 2018. That, of course, the result of the spinal injury he suffered last season. Uh, this comes on the heels of Shazier uh, expressing his desire to return and be an all-pro for the Steelers. But this, uh, Greg, is a sad story because, um, you know, probably is not going to come back. I don't want to count him out, but he's definitely not coming back next year. I mean, this is uncharted territory. He wants to play football again, obviously rehabilitating his uh, back and his spine for his life is is the first priority. And I think Colbert put this out there today because now you get into the unfortunate football side of things. They, they need to get his salary cap relief. So they, they need to put him on a list. I'm not off the top of my head sure exactly which list it's going to be. So, but basically so that they can get the space to spend that money and to look for Ryan Shazier's replacement because he's a huge, huge part of that defense. Moving on, uh, a lot of talk about Kirk Cousins is about to become the highest-paid player of all time. You got Drew Brees in the mix in terms of uh, annual salary. Well, don't forget about Aaron Rodgers. He is a guy that needs a new deal, and the Packers are making progress on signing Rodgers to a new contract. Packers president Mark Murphy uh, said, telling uh, ESPN on Tuesday, Murphy added that uh, new general manager Brian Guntkust, Guntkust, uh, Correct. He's talking to Rap Sheet, who, of course, is going to be on a little later, um, uh, down during the pressers. And he said casually, oh, there's Goody. Just <laughs> Goody. So, anyway, Goody. Uh, <laughs> added, uh, Murphy added that Goody and uh, Russ Ball, who's uh, director of football operations, are both involved in the negotiations. So this is something they hope to, quote, hammer out uh, in this offseason. So, and when Rodgers gets paid, I mean, come on. Best in the league, right? Well, Goody came out and said, oh, so, well, you have to pay him now or you have to pay him more and more. It's like he said flat out, this is the best player in football. We know he's going to cost a lot of money. But it will cost more because in Thomas Dimitrov alluded to it today, uh, the Falcons general manager, Mal- Matt Ryan, is due a new contract too. And he says he's been watching these quarterback contracts very closely. He seemed you know, borderline concerned about it. And I think they know that Cousins is going to set a new benchmark and then Rodgers and Ryan in some sort of order is going to go above that benchmark and they'll be the highest paid players ever. Greg is such a Gutenkunst. He's a total Gutekunst. <laughs> Gutekunst was a regular, uh, you know, HBO special comedian compared to Ted Thompson here at the company. So. <laughs> I used to love... Uh... But, you know, Ted Thompson had that very dry sense of humor that I appreciated, and, and he's gone. A little overrated, but uh, yeah. <laughs> In terms of it being a funny man, I mean, he's... Stop being I, such a guntakans. He's not a funny man. <laughs> Total guntakans. Uh, you ready for the next really boring, grating, uh, non-football-related story that you're going to have to deal with next season? No. Commissioner Roger Goodell <laughs> and the NFL are expected to compel... Compel <laughs> Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones to reimburse legal fees the league incurred the, during this past season, according to Rap Sheet. 
Uh, Rapport reported the payment of more than $2 million by Jones would be a, quote, reimbursement of costs incurred by member clubs associated with Zeke Elliott's efforts to appeal a six-game ban and Jones's work to slow Roger Goodell's contract associ- uh, extension. Uh, Wes, you've read every football book. This is kind of right out of, like, the Al Davis manual or something, the fact that this is a story blocking extensions of the commissioner, fightings, uh, fighting suspensions and all that stuff. Here we are. It is along those lines. It's not close to what Al Davis. It's not as fun, though. The enmity that Al Davis had for Pete Rozelle and vice versa, and Al Davis' ability just to be a stinker. Yeah. Well, I think it's great to you know try to keep this storyline in the news as long as possible for the league. <laughs> exactly. Come on, guys. Two million bucks. What is two million bucks to a fourteen billion dollar company? Let it die. Let's move on. Jerry Jones has that buried in his yard. I don't think anybody wants. To, I would not want to get on Jerry Jones' bad side. And it's a principal no. thing. Jerry's right. not going to cough up two million. And in fact, we've hearing reports that he's prepared to fight it. So get excited. Folks. Don't go to war against Jerry Jones. It's over for Jonathan Jonathan Stewart and the Carolina Panthers. After a decade together, the team announced Wednesday that the soon-to-be 31-year-old running back uh, has been released. The 13th overall pick in 2018. Uh, he is the franchise's all-time rushing leader. Uh, but, um, Wes, it's the end of the line. 3.4 yards per carry this back season, this past season with Christian McCaffrey along with him as a running mate. I remember thinking at some point in this past season that Younger football fans and maybe fans from, uh, you know, across the sea who were just picking up the game probably would have no idea that Jonathan Stewart entered the league in 2008 as one of the most athletic, dynamic running backs we've ever seen physically. And by, you know, by 2016, 2015, he was a guy averaging about 3.5 yards per carry, no big playability. His long speed was clearly gone. Uh, You know, a guy, I I loved his career. I I loved loved watching watching him. But um, but I think the end is here. By the way, this morning, like before and being announced that he'd been cut by the team, he was on an American Airlines flight, tweeted out American Airlines tripping this morning with this landing in Charlotte, exclamation point. Plane went in for landing about 100 feet from the runway, then pulled the okie dokie back up we go. That's a tough day. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a guy just having a tough day. Uh, moving on, uh, the Mike Lennon era already over in Chicago. I remember just last year at this exact time, people were wondering who will Mike Lennon uh, sign with and fail quickly uh, with. And it turned out it was the Bears. They signed him to that deal. Three years, $45 million. He got He got some money, but they had a trigger out after only owing $18.5 million to Glennon, and they took that trigger. So they pay $18.5 million for four starts. Uh, this is the type of fate that I wonder Greg uh, could meet uh, A.J. McCarron, but uh, Mike Lennon back on the free agent market. I don't think McCarron will get quite the money just because there's other quarterbacks in this market. Glennon timed it well. But coaches love arm strength and some of the things that Glennon does, and I bet Mike Glennon gets a contract this year that's probably similar to something like Nick Foles got last year. Like The, the Bucks will still pay him 5 or $6 million a year, I bet, to be their backup. Monte Davis signs with the Bills. Wes looks like he wants to bark. I mean, I'm just saying. The league does have a recency bias, and, and they sour on guys quickly when they've been exposed. Monte Davis agrees to terms on a one-year deal with the Bills. Uh, Davis tweeted, Bills Mafia, uh, to let people know that it was a done deal. Davis was a very good corner with the Colts uh, for several years, had some injury issues, age 30. Uh, Wes, I kind of like that deal for Buffalo. How about you? I like it, too. He was a guy who – he went, I think, about two years without allowing a touchdown. He was a legitimate shutdown corner. And then the last two years, he's been a disappointment. But guys like him who used to be Pro Bowl players and are now about 30 years old, you never really know – you can't predict whether this is going to be the end of the line – whether they're towing that cliff or whether, you know, like Eric Weddle or somebody, there's a couple of Pro Bowl seasons in his future still. Who has a better track record working, getting the best out of secondary players who have been cast off by previous teams like, than Sean McDermott? I like that that's their identity, that they that is their defense is, is building from the secondary and then forward. And I think it's a really good-looking secondary. And finally, a, a player comes off the top 10 of the top 101, Ziggy Ansah, tagged. By Detroit, I suppose he could be traded, but he probably not. Ziggy Ansah back with the Lions, Mark. Well, I mean, we'll get into Matt Patricia down the road here, but you can't in his first season, offseason as the Lions coach, pull Ziggy Ansah off the roster and leave that defense without him. 
I the, like the move. But the him. fact that they're willing to pay seventeen and a half million dollars to Ansa, I think, speaks to this that there's no pass rushers available. I mean, they're. The top pass rushers are are Julius Peppers and Adrian like 400 years old and Adrian Claiborne and and I it mean, allows they're not to do so you're not going to be able to find any in free agency unless it's just these bargain kind of risks so you got to keep them. One last news item before we move on: Do you, Dan, as a Jets fan or Greg as a Tulane fan, have Matt Forte memories? He's he's going to retire. Thank you, Wes. I uh, forgot about that, and I shouldn't have. Matt Forte announced his retirement, ending one of the more underrated careers for a guy that was a dynamic, like uh, multi-purpose player that just got stuck on a bunch of crap teams. Well, that the retirement timing was sort of fitting for him that he has been so overlooked throughout his career that if this news happened a, a month ago, it's like he would get a day of talking about Matt Forte. Now he's item you know, 55 if he even makes it. I mean, it was it. his choice. Well, but, right, right. Why did he? Poor news judge not, Matt Forte. <laughs> right. He was never that guy. He was never that guy. He, I mean, he, not, he leads the league since he entered it in yards from scrimmage. Not Adrian Peterson, not Chris Johnson, not any other running back. And it's not even close. He's a guy who I think will get some Hall of Fame consideration, probably won't make it because he was stuck on a bunch of garbage offenses with garbage quarterbacks. If he had played on with some good quarterback or on some good team, we'd be talking about him as a get a chance. That forgotten Bears playoff run with Cutler right. was the only time he was ever in the playoffs. Where does he rank in your Jets top top 1,000? Uh, number nine ninety. Not a big, not a big, Jets not a big, career. yeah, not a. Big but maybe the all-time greatest player to ever come out of Tulane, yeah. not at Tulane, but as a pro. All right, number good. one. That's a, that's a good one. Forte was a great player. That's what's happening in the news. All right, let's move on. Special show here at Lucas Oil Stadium. So we have a guest. We never have guests on. We don't like other people. And this man that is now joining us, it's been a while. It's been a minute since he's been here. But since it is combine season, this is this is when he's really this is when he's at his highest level of importance and relevance. So we get him in here. Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet on Twitter in the blood. Welcome, Ian. Highest level of importance, lowest level of energy and <laughs> and overall good feeling. Kind of a shot at the, what he does the rest of the year. I feel he has many mountaintop experiences. The draft, there's okay. a lot of rumors. Yeah, yeah, draft is a good one, but like... This is it, though. You, you okay. said we don't like right? other people. Uh, Do we like, we like rap sheet, though? But, well, an let's see how this segment goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, I was actually going to answer that phone call, but in light of recent events... Yeah, that's right. Ian uh, just got into a massive feud with a uh, DC-based uh, sport, uh, some shock jock about uh, hanging up to take a phone call. Yeah, uh, and so I'm not taking this phone call unless it's... This don't, is a big opportunity take the phone for you, Rapsy. I might. Is, this is your chance to kind of humanize yourself to, to the But you guys don't NFL like the audience. radio people, do you? I mean, podcast people and radio people, I feel like, are at odds. I don't know. Are they? We're not overtly, I like the idea of this, if it's true. They're not enemies. Uh, they're not friends either, necessarily. No. I don't think... It's very see, I'm not going to say anything about my friend Chad Dukes, who I've made up with since. I, I privately text, and you can... Find it on the internet, the feud between Dukes and Rappaport. Um, but I privately texted Ian. I said, do not make up with that guy. He's This is classic shock jock behavior. He's trying to play you. But you did go on the show because some other colleagues of yours yeah. convinced you to bury the hatchet, as it were. Yeah. Uh, Mike Garofolo, um noted friend of the show. I'm sure he doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he advised me to call in and be the better man. And, you know, the more I thought about it. Yeah. I am the better man. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think Touché. that yeah. the only thing that was interesting for me was I gave him an opportunity to come clean and really apologize for all the things he said about me, which were not nice. Mm. Uh, and he declined, which I think speaks for itself. I say this sounds like the feud's reigniting. No, 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 no. I'm at peace with where it is. <laughs> I am at peace. He just declined to he apologize. He could not meet you on the higher road, can, though, nope. apparently. Can right. we take the baton and start a feud with him? I just, you know, I, I mean, enough oh, Duke's talk. <laughs> We got a lot to get to because, Ian, your name comes up probably more than anyone else on our podcast because we have to cite you in most of the right, reporting. Of course, because uh, we work Mike for McCagnin, the same company. I feel like is a, is Big a Mac comes up a lot as well. <laughs> uh, we started a segment last week called Rap Sheet Rumors that you know we thought went okay. It was like a six out of ten. Right uh, now, here's an opportunity for Rap Sheet himself to be here as we go through. Your reports. Now, let's start off the top, right off the bat. 
Do you have an issue with the fact that the segment's called Rap Sheet Rumors when it's in, based off your reporting? Let's uh, talk about that. <laughs> I, I Feels would, a bit flip. It, it does. Um, I would say I've come to grips with my role in this football world, <laughs> right? Like, so there's there's some where it's like, you know, source, this guy just got released or this trade just happened. Outside of that, it's a lot of like, this is probably going to happen. This is probably not going to happen. Keep an eye on this thing. Uh, and so I used to get offended when people would call it rumors um, or gossip. But uh, I did get voted biggest gossip in high school in the mm. yearbook superlatives. <laughs> uh, so I'm really happy to live up to that um, that honor. If they're all rumors, then you can't be wrong ever. So that's nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say the Internet would, would view some of that differently. Um but, yeah, I, I, I agree with that interpretation right there. All right, Ian's a very busy man. So let's start going through these uh, rap sheet rumors, starting with a report that came out just a couple hours before uh, we recorded today's podcast on Wednesday afternoon. Here it comes. The exact tweet from Ian. The expectation is that Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski will return for 2018 after pondering his future, comma, I'm told. I'm told, he said. We may never make a... He may never make a grand announcement, but the belief is entertainment opportunities, parenthetical, acting, WWE, close parenthetical, will wait. Rumor or hearsay, you decide. Is that you doing that? I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah. So, sounds like Gronk is coming back, and which is not really a surprise to anyone. I mean, people who know him well expect him to come back. The Patriots expected him to come back. Uh, and I do really think he enjoys this, of uh, people wondering what he's going to do. The Patriots probably wondering what he's going to do, kind of the uncertainty. And, you know, he's he's a different dude. Um, he's about as real as they come, but he'll say things like, and he's people I've spoken with this offseason, like, I'll leave me alone, I'm retired. Or, ah, I'm just kidding, I'm coming back. Like, he really has sort of played this up a little bit. Uh, mm. He also is rarely sort of serious about himself. So I wouldn't expect a, like, all right, guys, I'm coming back kind of thing. Like, to me, what it sounds like is he's just going to show up for off-season conditioning in April, and then it'll be like, all right, Gronk showed up. So do you get the sense that he's the kind of guy who doesn't really care as much about something like being viewed as the greatest tight end in history or playing a couple more years to kind of cement that? Well, I don't think he cares about being the greatest tight end in history. Um, I've just never heard that come up. I mean, I, I think if you ask Belichick, he would make a full-throated argument that if he continues, the, that he's going to be that. I just don't think for Gronk, it, it's really. I don't think that that's the way he thinks. Uh, I think the injuries have been very hard on him. What about uh, the report or or rumor from uh, another guy that you once had a feud with, uh, Tom Curran? So many in the Boston area. Yeah, there's a lot of feuds going. Saying. Uh, that Gronk, you know, thought about retiring even in training camp. It, cr- it crossed his mind that he was not happy with how the Patriots handled some of his um, desired ways to train and that he really even thought about walking away back in August. Yeah, I, I think that was accurate. Um, and I, I was actually texting Karn about that today. I mean, that's... Oh, it's good I, to see you made up. Building more bridges. Yeah. Well, no, Karn and I always have an off-again, on-again type deal. Yeah. He's a great guy. We we coexist well, and except when we don't. Once uh, once you got out of the locker room, I believe he once compared yeah. you to a little rat kind of running around, like <laughs> looking, at, looking to eat little pieces of cheese. Good job bringing that back, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds, that sounds right. I, and I don't think people realize what it's like in the Patriots locker room. It's not like there's a big buffet where you just sort of like get your bowl and shovel in the the lasagna, it's you gotta <laughs> dive for your cheese all over the place. Like, oh, there's there's Brandon Spikes. He might only be in the locker room for three minutes. So you gotta grab him when he's there. Anyway, um, yes, Let's it keep- was it was a hard year for Gronk. Uh, I think the injuries are difficult for him. Not being able to come back from the concussion in sort of like a snap was really hard. Um, and the the Belichick tension that we all talked about with Brady and. And um, Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero, and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, that existed beyond Brady. It existed with Gronk, too. It was a hard year. It's always going to be a hard year. Uh, and, yeah, I think he needed to take a deep breath from it. Would they ever trade him? I know we have a lot of news, but this one's more interesting than the rest of them combined in my mind. Would they ever trade Gronk? Uh, I would never say never for the Patriots trading anyone except for Tom Brady, who is never getting traded. There you um, go. Yeah, Dan wants to move on. Let's keep moving. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, next up, from Rap Sheet, big report. The Broncos are in talks to trade for Redskins safety. Sua Cravens, sources say. 
says Rappaport. They are the team most interested in the likely landing spot for the talented former second rounder. No deal done yet. Saucy. These tweets, looking at them over Dan's shoulder. Right. The expanded character count. You're a fan of it, apparently? They're longer <laughs> well, tweets. I just don't want to... I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, I'm so important that I have to use all 280 characters. It's not like that. It's just sometimes you need a little extra more. So, like, my Craven's tweet was one tweet, whereas in the past it would have been two. Multiple. I like I like the format. Yeah. Uh, this one is interesting, and it I, sounds like this one's going to happen. It's hmm. just really a matter of uh, agreeing on, on compensation and just kind of figuring out where they're at. I mean, the Redskins are, are definitely open to trading him. The Broncos want him more than anyone. Uh, he would, assuming he wants to play, and I know he does, and I know the Redskins have some concerns about it. Um, he's an interesting piece because he sort of fits in like the safety linebacker kind of hybrid, Dayon Buchanan type of you know type of guy. Um, he's really talented. The Broncos loved him coming out, um, so it sounds like this one's going to happen and probably mm. happen here. Uh, next up, first we'll start with a report from. Da- Dale Lolly of DKPittsburghSports.com. He reported wow. Kevin Colbert just said that the Steelers are not interested in trading Martavis Bryant and have not called anyone, said they have gotten calls, but have said they aren't interested in trading him. Ian chimes in with a, quote, retweet. That is true. There is interest from several other teams. <laughs> Didn't you try to get me to trademark this a couple of years back? I de- that's definitely not me because I have no business sense, but probably somebody <laughs> did. No, I think it was you, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, so this is one where, you know, this was a storyline we were following during the season where Martavis Bryant wanted to be traded, denied it, then came out and admitted that he did, in fact, want to be traded. And then he was kind of a good soldier and played and played well and watched Juju Smith-Schuster kind of take some of his shine. Hmm. Um, they are getting calls. There is interest. Uh, there's a couple issues. Obviously, you know, he's he's dealing with suspension. He came off suspension. He made made his way back from banishment. There's that. There's the new contract that he wants. He's sort of due for one. It's a lot going on here, and I don't know if they'll be able to trade him or get the sort of interest hmm. Um, I feel like Colbert's not a guy who BSs a lot, that if he says publicly we're not interested in trading him, I take that a little more you know, seriously than some GMs who might say that. Yeah, I just, when you see the, first of all, that just means he hasn't gotten an offer that's worth taking. I mean, there definitely is a Fair. price. I just, we do this so often where you come here, you talk to a GM, and everyone's on the record here, right? So I remember a couple years back, and no fault of Rick Spielman, I definitely get it, but... You know, tells all of us, I have no plans to trade Percy Harvin. I'm like, all right, that's that. And then Bang. En- end up trading Percy Harvin. So, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll Wes, see what happens. Martavis Bryant made some plays last year. Wasn't as expl- maybe as a big a playmaker as he was before the suspension. Still the same guy post-suspension that he was pre in your mind? He had a lot of drops early in the year. And part of that was Ben Roethlisberger and him were not on the same page with their depot. But I thought he played well down the stretch. I'd be willing to kind of go out and say, yeah, he can be the same guy again. Coming up next, here we go. Hashtag Browns. That's how Ian starts this tweet. That's basic social media. Uh, Browns coach Hugh Jackson said, Joe Thomas will, quote, come out and let us know fairly soon about what he wants to do. I'm told he is preparing to play, and those who know him well believe he'll be back. Now. (laughs) Mark Sessler, this makes you happy because you love yourself some Joey Thomas. I love Joe Thomas, but I love him enough where I would like him to do what he truly wants to do because he feels like a media fireball right now. He loves it. Easily shifted. He loves it. I just don't want him to come back for one more year and they go two and fourteen and the entire house implodes upon itself. Hmm. Like if he's off to greener pastures. What do you mean? That would be a two hundundred percent victory. Yeah, why not? That's another way to look at that. (laughs) That's the golden years. I mean. I, Sorry, I, well, everybody died. <laughs> I do believe he's coming back. Um, I think the Browns think he's coming back as well. I, it sounds like he's going to probably announce them some sort of social media way mm. probably pretty soon. It's interesting because, I mean, I feel like we've done the, the Browns are about to break out or come back or whatever like 9,000 yep. times. I sat with an offensive coordinator last night who had to play them last year and thinks the defense is going to be great and that they are basically a quarterback away from being a legitimately mediocre team. 
which wow. is to say, yeah, that's, a, that's a huge. Well, for them, it's a huge I mean, step up. Yeah, you know, if you're mediocre, then you're probably like five and five or six and six starting December, and then whichever. Oh, they'll week throw they'll throw another parade in Cleveland if they're in playoff contention going into December. All right, settle down. Could his decision <laughs> true. be based on what happens parade. at quarterback though? If you go in with A.J. McCarron and, like, the draft pick, no one's excited about it. If it ever shook out that way. I don't know. Is A.J. McCarron good or – I mean – Like, I'm saying I think that, the wouldn't, that th- wouldn't be a solution, maybe. Well, we know I, he wasn't he wait, good though? enough to unseat Andy Dalton, who's about average. Can Thomas f- wait well, – he can't wait that long to find out, really, because he's not right. – at least not till the draft. Right. I mean, I, I think they, they also thought he was coming back when they did the extension for him last year. But, I mean, I – I would say this, A.J. McCarron, as someone who could come in and hold the place of a rookie that they're going to take potentially number one overall, would be a pretty good option compared to the other options. Next up, here's a nice scoop. Some good scoopage so far this week, Ian. You're doing well. Uh, Hashtag USC QB. Sam Darnold won't throw at the combine here in Indy. He'll do everything else saving throwing for his pro days. Anybody? Are there people in this building mad at Sam Darnold? Is this a big deal? I'm mad. Why I'm not throw? Not, not I think the there's two reasons to not throw. One is you're not going to have the, the one everyone talks about, which is you're not going to have your receivers. You're not going to, you know. Um, the other reason is it sounds like he's acting like, and maybe is, probably is the presumptive number one. And if you have nothing to prove, then why would you go out and throw and potentially look bad? Uh, what's interesting is is that going to is he just going to be number one and they'll just be that? Or is it going to change? Is someone going to impress us here? Or I don't know. Um, what happened? You know, the the ratings at the combine can change, and I'm curious to see which way. But I, I've seen like a someone put out a list of quarterbacks who haven't who've decided not to throw at the combine, and it's a list of quarterbacks that either got drafted high or higher than you'd expect. It's like Ryan Tannehill didn't even throw at the combine, and he ended up going much higher. Right. There was like it's a long list of many number one picks and many guys who got overdrafted. Like. If it's not going to really matter or help you, why bother? Speaking of throwing, let's say we were walking down uh, the street outside Lucas Oil Stadium, okay. Ian, and I took your phone and flung it, and it landed into a garbage truck on the move, landed right in the back on its way to right in the Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> okay. How screwed would you be on a 1 to 100 Schefter's driving the, the car. <laughs> right. Um, Middle if finger. If he's out. driving and can't text and drive, then I'm okay. <laughs> Uh, I would say probably not as screwed as you think, because I have several other devices mm. where I could I text Backup from my I, I text from my computer I text from my iPad. Um, making phone calls would be difficult. Um, I would have to have some weird <laughs> FaceTime calls with some agents or team executives or coaches. DC area uh, shock jocks, but not easy to foil yeah. you. You have other your yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I, I, and you know there'd be some there'd be some overnighted phones coming in mm. quick. Uh, get on the cloud, <laughs> restore the info. Uh, I would be. Sounds like a nightmare scenario. Really. Yeah, this is. Well, you've thought this through, though. <laughs> You're a superhero with a utility belt. Uh, that's, I think, yeah, that's basically what it is. Two more, two more, and then we gotta let rap sheet go. This is the one that's like a true insider never sleeps. Here we go. Just this one gives me goosebumps just looking at it. Spotted on the way to Indy: <laughs> colon hashtag OUQB Baker Mayfield. In a middle seat right next to hashtag Rams coach Sean McVay on a at Southwest Air. You looking for like extra miles or something? I thought they might reach <laughs> McVay was seated first. Mayfield hustled to sit next to him. There may be some QB talk going on. Ooh, a little flavor. I like it. It's just like a scenes from. A little flavor. You know, yeah, a little flavor. I mean. Salt and pepper. The amount of people who commented surprised that Sean McVay flew Southwest was astounding. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It was amazing, and like he's it's a regu- kind of amazing. He's a regular dude. I mean, I don't know what I expected. I mean, you know, maybe Stan sends the private plane to Indy. I mean, he he was right? asked about what he talked about with Mayfield after his press press conference on the side. He said he liked Mayfield's comfortable swag. That was, that was the way he ter- termed it. Like, it's like swag, but it's like comfortable swag. He's not right back to, at you. He's, yeah. not, he's, takes not, trying one, to, he's takes not trying to put it on you. I get what he means. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Really, I thought it was really perfectly That's worded. That's the essence of cool. It is interesting. Like, the, you know, obviously Baker Mayfield is going to be like a huge topic here for the next couple months or whatever, and he's going to get the Johnny comparisons and all that. He got nothing but rave reviews in Mobile. He said, I mean, he's a little bit of a prick, which – I mean, in the nicest sense, because sure. like he is a competitive dude. In you've gotten sense. that as well. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> eh, he's kind of a prick, but he's actually you know not a bad guy. 
Like that type of thing. It sounds he, he has a bit of an it edge. It sounds familiar. <laughs> it sounds familiar. But the way he practiced was something that I think stood out to everyone. Uh, he seems like he's doing fine. I don't think it's going to be a Manziel-type deal. Yeah, Tom Pelissero had the column where he went. He talked about all the quarterbacks, and Mayfields was the one that mm. jumped off the page because for all the qualities that you think would make him troublesome, scouts freaking love him. Yeah, so I would, yeah. I would actually question anyone who does compare him to Manziel. Mm. I think there's enough nuance there that – that Baker Mayfield is clearly a different kind of guy than Johnny Manziel. Mark, Ian has it in his contract that you're not allowed to mention other NFL Network Apologies. insiders during uh, we'll his scrub that. segment. We'll have them scrubbed. <laughs> and finally, with the March, with the March looming. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, little typo. A little typo, tweet typo. With March Mike. looming, uh, and there's no way to take it back. There should no. be an edit button, Hands but there is, isn't. So let me stop you quickly. Yeah. The tweet where I've had... Most retweeted in my life was Deshaun Watson tearing his ACL last year. Uh, it was a it was unfortunate and an awful moment, and uh, a tweet that was sent around the world, and it had a typo. <laughs> and I'm still annoyed about that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's tough. Yeah. Man. Can't That's take terrible. it back. I have a different like tweet nightmare scenario. The tweet that got most sent around the world that I sent was when the video of Tom Brady's jersey getting stolen, and I titled it. That. Robert uh, Kraft handing out victory cigars. <laughs> That's the newsman to me. Uh, all right, finally, with March looming and some murkiness around hashtag Vikings QB, Teddy Bridgewater's contract, he is expected to be a free agent, sources say. Minnesota is not planning to assert that his contract tolls and Bridgewater is proceeding as if he's a free agent. Red Mustang. <laughs> It was green, wasn't it? Red. Red, sorry. Um, okay. That's true story. Another news fail. Now. <laughs> struggling there. Once you, once, you leave, once you leave the news to the professionals. Yeah, guess. I'm out. Um, <laughs> now, let me say this. That's uh, a drop, by the way. <laughs> let, yeah, please. Let, Greg, please. Um, <laughs> let me say this. Uh, this didn't have to be this way. Like, the Vikings could have said, Teddy, we're going to fight you on this. But instead, they, they're letting him go, essentially, right? Is that how yes. you read into this? And, and, you know, it would have been an argument. It, I don't know which way it would have gone, honestly, because the way it's written, it's if he's not healthy by the sixth game and he was on PUP, he probably would have been able to pass the physical. It would have been arguments either way. But, you know, I heard back in the se- during the midseason when this sort of became an issue that they were not going to fight him on this. But it's amazing how long it's taken. And finally, Rick Spielman today admitted publicly to PFT, I think, that like he was going to be a free agent, but it's, it just took forever. He he said that it's ultimately up, up to the NFL, but that's what he expects. Which I don't, I'm sure that's, that's true, but they are going to defer to the team if the team's not fighting it. Mm. Well, whatever. He's going to be a free agent. Um, I'm really curious where he goes. I would. What do you think? What do you think happens with the Vikings while you're here? Uh, just I guess. think that they probably end up signing Kirk Cousins to a lot of money, but probably not as much as the Jets are going to sign him to. My guess on Bridgewater. Is or offer, offer. Yeah, yeah. So, but that he would go to ultimately you, that he would. It would land. be amazing if, if he you went had to, to guess. Both you'd teams. say he landed in Minnesota. Yeah, that's my guess. I yeah. would say you know Minnesota. I think Arizona has a legit, very, very real chance. Hmm. Uh, really do a lot to like there. Uh, for Teddy, you know, if he can't get a starting job sort of handed to him, which it seems far fetched considering health wise, I'd. I think the Panthers are looking to upgrade at their backup quarterback spot. Um, they got Norv Turner and Scott Turner, who had him mm, in Minnesota. They love, yeah. love Teddy. I could see him going there as a backup. Hmm. Well, there you go. Ian, you're on fire. You did it. You came in here. There you go. I feel like you're leading the insider game this week. I feel like Jay Glazer retired, and now it's really – and Lock and wow. Fora is, like, in the, in the back, and it's really a <laughs> – Rap sheet versus Schefter thing it always has been, and this is so far. I feel like you're in the lead. I can't say anything like this because all it does is jinx everything. <laughs> well, then let can't me comment. Say it. Can't comment. Ian Don't Rappaport, comment. follow him at Rap Sheet, and he's on NFL Network constantly right now. It's Rappaport season. Ian, thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Wow, big fish. Oh. Big fish. Rolling right along, rap sheet out the door here at uh, Suite 33B at Lucas Oil Stadium. Now sitting in that spot, wow, a hunk of man he is. Kevin Patra coming at you, and Patra downgraded this seat. I don't think so. I think <laughs> if anything, uh, just the, yeah, you fill it out, you know, fill more. it out real nice, and 
based on the time of year, late February, heading into March. Famously, you bulk up big in the winter and then slim down for the swimsuits. And you got a wedding coming up. Yeah. Where's your so, bot at right so now? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't bulk up as much this winter because I was trying to keep it thin for sure. the, for for the, the wedding. Suit. So, for I don't the, have for the to... penguin suit. Yeah, the exactly. veteran move. <laughs> when is the wedding, by the way? Uh, May 19th. A the tough day for the, the ladies. Uh, I, same, you... same day as the uh, one in England. They stole our day. Do you yeah. do you struggle with people having you know such high expectations for when they do see your bod uh, that there's some mm. level of underwhelm uh, underwhelming? We, I've come to an uh, understanding with it. I just have to. <laughs> it's like Dan does not. Off. Dan does not believe in the the under promise. I think the, I think most of the listeners understand Dan's ways. Yeah, no, I I mean I've always been impressed by your hot bod. You know that now. Kevin Patra is here because Kev was amongst the group of ATN heroes down on the floor uh, for the press conferences. A bunch of GMs and coaches spoke. So this will be the time for us now to share our takeaways from Wednesday uh, press conferences uh, at the old Indianapolis Convention Center. I think the big the big star and someone feel free to jump in and disagree, but I think that John Gruden and his big comeback. At the combine, he hadn't been the, been here in what fifteen years, something like that. Was it that long? Ten long years? time, rough, ten roughly, years? roughly, something like that. Anyway, sixteen, sixteen right? years, no, no, somewhere between ten, ten and right. sixteen. <laughs> I'm, bl- I'm blanking. <laughs> ten to twenty years ago, John Gruden was a, a fixture here. Now he's back, and it was like he was never left. In fact, I'll say that, but then also add a little polish to John Gruden after years on television. Uh, here's what he had to say: the thing that pick got picked up in a lot of places uh, in the news was his feelings on analytics, which is very hot right now. You hear it in all the hallways around the combine. Here's what Gruden had to say. Man, I'm trying to throw the game back to 1998. (laughs) You know, really, as a broadcaster, I I went around and observed every team, asked a lot of questions, took a look at the facilities, how they're doing business. Um, There's a stack of analytical data or data, however you want to say that word, that people don't even know how to read it. It's one thing to have the data or data. It's another thing to know how to read a damn thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to rely on GPSs and, and all the modern technology. I will certainly have some people that are professional that can help me from that regard. But I still think doing things the old-fashioned way uh, is, is a good way. And uh, we're going to try to lean, lean the needle that way a little bit. Greg, I'm, is it crazy for me to think that's a little foreboding? That talk from a guy that's been out of the game. When people are wondering if he was out too long and then he comes back and says, oh, the way people are doing it now, take me back to 98. I don't think it's that rare. He's just yeah. more open about it. And when he's talking about the GPSs, he's talking about you know the data from the next-gen stats where they put the GPS in the players. <laughs> is now, he's actually talking about like the car you know, is, is now Well, he's a terrible driver. Right, is now available. <laughs> I think there's a, a chunk of teams that are using it to their advantage, and there's plenty of teams like him. And Reggie McKenzie, I think, as a GM, is pretty on John Gruden's level that really aren't getting into it. But you also listen to Steve Wilkes and other new coaches that just say, you know, that football is about running the ball. You know, we're not worried about throwing it. So it's like he, he Gruden's Why not the only one. Why did you give Steve Wilkes a southern accent? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> we'll get to Wilkes in a second because I had some takeaways from his opening presser. Is obviously the new Cardinals head coach. But, yeah, I did. I mean, did everybody else, uh, most of you guys saw the Gruden press conference. I think uh, – the other big takeaway, Wes, and you wrote about it on the website. Uh, first of all, he's he's all in on Marshawn Lynch, it sounds like. And he they expect him to be back, and he expects him to be part of the offense. But it was another player, Wes, that he said is going to lead the offense. He loves Amari Cooper. He, he talked about we all think he's a great player. We Even more, we think he's a great person. And then he said I'm gonna, he's going to be the headliner of my offense. He's going to be the focal point of my offense. And it reminds me a little bit of of where Sean McVay was with Todd Gurley last year, where the talent is so obvious, but the season was so – like maybe the most disappointing skill position player in the NFL Mm. for a guy who might have had some minor injuries but didn't have a major injury that would have caused him to play that poorly. Um, So it's on Gruden to come up with a scheme that takes advantage of Amari Cooper and put him in position to succeed because that talent is definitely there. Other thoughts, gentlemen, on anyone else? Well, I like the there. I like the idea of possibly running into Gruden, you know, tonight out at the bars. He did tell the media that he's looking forward to seeing us, and he had a very early press conference. And based on his hair and kind of his eyes, I think he might have had a, a long night the night <laughs> he before. Did, I did notice that, and obviously it's the the aging process. But he is a different John Gruden than he was. 
10 to 20 years he ago. He said he had a free pass from his wife <laughs> to do he whatever he wanted in Indianapolis. Yeah, so. he said he had the hall pass. I believe right. him. Doesn't, <laughs> does not look 54 years old, though. No, he no. does not. He's... He doesn't look 25 anymore. Okay. Obviously, I, he's not going to, but he looked like a guy who's, you know, he's back after being gone for a long time. I will say this. I don't know. I feel like you guys have been more uh, into the John Gruden experience in return than I have been. It's been on my radar heavily. Um, I feel like there's a lot of potential for deep annoyance. But today, oh, yeah. today I felt really differently. Like, he, if, if, you, if you took him out of today's proceedings, it would have been one of the duller combine press conferences days we've ever experienced. He brought life. Here's a theory. Bruce Arians was similar. John Gruden set up for life. He's got like a 10-year contract for the Mm. highest contract ever. You get to be a lot more truthful in what you tell the media when you have that much job security. Well, we'll find out if he's truthful because he talked about Crabtree, Bruce Irvin, and Lynch as if they were all going to be stars. And if any of them are cut in the next week or two, (laughs) we'll know that he's full of BS, which he was completely full of BS as a coach in the first time around. He He talked about everyone like they were the greatest players ever. I, a couple of the Crabtree questions, he made it seem like he might not be back, and you guys mm. should ask Reggie McKenzie about him, not me. Mm. Uh, Steve Wilkes, since we did bring him up, uh, he is on the opposite end of the spectrum on some of a new coach, and obviously a lot of reason to be optimistic. But as he was talking, I couldn't help but, but notice what a tough spot the guy is in. And we, we just heard Ian say that maybe the uh, Cardinals would be a surprise player and make a hard run for Cousins. We'll see if that plays out. But even as he's talking, he's like, He's going to these platitudes. Oh, we're going to run the football. We're going to run the football. Because he literally doesn't have a quarterback. And he even admitted, he said, oh, it's so amazing to have Larry back and all that. But everybody else is a free agent. So he doesn't really have any weapons in the passing game other than a 34-year-old wide receiver and no quarterbacks. He's inheriting a tough situation, and you could sense that. He emphasized several times, this is a pass-happy league, but my philosophy as a head coach is establish the run and everything starts up front. It's the last thing I'd want to hear if I was a Cardinals fan. And that that comes from his time with the Panthers, but it's also my one takeaway from today is that I listened to Vance Joseph say a similar thing. In Denver, we want to run the ball and play defense. So two teams with quarterback needs and allegedly in the Kirk Cousins hunt have come out and said, we want to be a run-the-ball-play-defense type of operation. Is that even attractive for a quarterback? I don't know. Well, I mean, my takeaway from going to John Elway's presser was he seemed pretty confident that he's going to get the quarterback he wants, which is Kirk Cousins. He was as relaxed as we've seen him in years at this press conference, and he was talking about that's how they only need one more, one player. Like, there's not, this is not a rebuild. We're not rebuilding. He wouldn't say it. Uh, so I, I took away that they're going to make a huge run. He said he's got plenty of cap space to offer him. I can see him going out. He just seemed like a guy who knew, who had his eye on the ball, and he's going to offer Kirk Cousins whatever it takes. Also hmm. said he'd bring back to Marius Thomas and Manuel Sanders. Rap sheet reported Akeem Talib could be out of there. He wouldn't, so he wouldn't commit to, to, to Talib or C.J. Anderson. He basically sounded like both could be on their way out. How about, how about you, Mark, somebody that jumped out to you? Well, I felt like the, the – the guy or the team, Rick Spielman for the Vikings, that was going to obviously be pegged with endless Kirk Cousin. He's had to talk about four quarterbacks, the three quarterbacks he's letting go to market and Kirk Cousins. And so in a masterful bit of stagecraft, he <laughs> opened his presser with like a four or five minute preamble that dodged sort of all answers yeah. entirely. Smart. And then in the middle of it, after someone, you know, a couple people tried to get a few QB questions in, he sort of said, we have made no decisions to bury that <laughs> right, out of the, right out of the gate. Someone, and I'm pretty sure it was a Vikings plant, although the Vikings probably don't agree with that assessment, <laughs> asked this bizarre question about Rick Spielman's son, in Nebraska. Who oh, that's plays a plan. Nebraska. That's a plan. And it went on for another three to four minutes, winding long answer. I thought, this was so skillful. You wiped out nine minutes of your 15-minute allotted time to answer questions about nothing. That was like his brother-in-law, Ted Becker. <laughs> right. He's in an impossible spot. He, cause, he is, but he did a good job with it. Because he's it, uniquely has three free agent quarterbacks that he's meeting with their agents right. this week. But he, everyone watching this press conference knows that he wants another quarterback more. Um, also a little, a little news, not a ton of like big news every once in a while when we come to these things, there's some legitimate news like uh, when Greg ended Steve Smith's Panthers career, that was <laughs> really been built up. <laughs> that was years. notable. Uh, but, uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, when Brandon Bean, the uh, Bills GM spoke, uh, Tyrod Taylor, it was obviously that's a hot topic around the Bills. Is he going to stay or go? Most people think he'll be going elsewhere, but, uh, Brandon Bean 
at least, is playing a little poker. Here's what Brandon Bean had to say about Tyrod Taylor's future in Buffalo. Well, Tyrod's on our roster uh, right now, and, and that's the plan. And um, we're just taking it day by day. And, and like every position, we're we're trying to get better everywhere. And so we're looking, you know, at every position, including quarterback. And uh, but Tyrod did a lot of good things for us. So I'm not really worried about the bonus. Uh, I see him on our roster right now, and. Um, unless something changes, you know, he'll be here until, you know, through that part. Translate, Patcha. Um, we're going to keep him in our back pocket until we find something better. I mean, going to both uh, Beans and McDermott's presser, there wasn't a lot of praise for Tyrod Taylor. They both said, yeah, mm. he, he did some good things. Said they, they won't cut him, though. That's right. pretty definitive. Right, but they won't cut him until they find a better marriage, until they find someone to, to take the ring he, off his finger and put it on hers. Here's think, another translation. There is no more tedious output from a team, any team towards any human being than the Bills towards Tyrod Taylor going on year five at this point. It is the most exhausting storyline, and it is endless. It would be tiring, especially if they really do bring him back. And I think there's a chance that they do, that they don't don't wind up finding anything better, and they're just like, all right. I think that's that's what this is about. This is about, like, we think he's better than the Case Keenums of the world, so we already got him under contract, so we're we're willing to eat that $6 million if we can find somebody better. Tyrod Taylor is the Marvin Lewis of, of quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's gone, but the Bengals can't find anybody better. The Bills can't find anybody better. They just keep hanging on. Greg, you uh, you were all over the place as usual. I was. I found it very interesting how Steve Keim answered a question kind about uh, about Honey Badger, the, the Cardinals general manager. And I wanted to ask Keim that, particularly because Matthew had a tweet yesterday which sounded like a subtweet or – I don't know what it was, but just a vague thing where he said, it's a gamble, and I'm taking all bets. If I lose, I vow to make it all back. He wrote that yesterday. Wow. I read that, and I thought— Cinematic. I thought he and his agents will not renegotiate his contract because that's the belief of what could happen in Arizona. He's due $19 million guaranteed if they picked up a bonus. And when, when Kime was asked about it today, he was very noncommittal about Matthew's future. He called Buda Baker uh, a— budding star, a future star who plays a similar position mm. uh, to Matthew, and he, he basically said that's one of those guys that we're evaluating. Imagine two years them saying, oh, that's just a guy we're evaluating about Honey Badger. They gave him a five-year contract after he tore his ACL, and so he's in a different place right now, and I asked Wes, where would you put him in the top 101? Because I think I'm, I'm thinking in terms of Honey Badger's tweets after this news came out, because he retweeted what I said, and he just said, it's a business decision. Then he went on and on about it that I've been doubted my whole quote, life. Re, he quote retweeted Greg's tweet. Right. He did that. And then he kept going on about, you know, I've been doubted my whole life. This is I'm used to this. He's retweeting Michael Thomas saying he should come to the Saints. And I, I'm starting <laughs> to think he's getting cut. Sounds like he's mad. And like Wes says he's going to put him at number six in the, the 101. Why not? That sounds about right. I think it's a good bet. He could make a lot of money as a free agent. Uh, yeah. We're talking about a guy who was two years ago in the defensive player of the year conversation. And it took him a while, like it did the first time he tore his ACL, to get back there. But I thought in the last month of the season, he played at a really high level. I'd rather have him than a guy like Sheldon Richardson. That's some real sex appeal to the top 101. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get a little honey badger in there. It needs it. Yummy, yummy. Hey, um, <laughs> speaking of sex appeal, I'm a big Matt Patricia fan. You know, I've already named him. He's the number one coach in the Bear community. Uh, I, I find him to be uh, an excellent um, uh, 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 looking man on some level because he's so interesting. Now, do you one consider thing yourself an honorary member of the Bear community? Uh, community? I've been told. You'd fit the mold. I've been told. Bear qualities. Let's move on. Um, now, here's the question. <laughs> what are we talking about again? All right, no Matt Patricia. I really like the way he came off in his press conference. He is a dude. He's a regular dude. He's a perfect guy, Patrick, for Detroit. Absolutely. He's a perfect fit, especially Jim Caldwell. You know, God bless Jim Caldwell. Did he land on his feet somewhere? I don't know. No. Uh, but He's filthy he's rich. Right. There's, he's no, right. there's nothing about Jim Caldwell to get the fan base excited. And I'm not saying Matt Patricia is going to, like, get you jumping up and down. But he is such, like, clearly like a lunch pal guy. And you would think that uh, coming out of the Belichick regime and the shots you saw on the sideline where he would have that big bushy beard and those crazy intense eyes that he would be somebody from that machine and someone with no personality. 
but he just came off as a guy that you could talk to, that would be mm. able to communicate with his players, uh, that would have a good relationship with the media. I'm not saying the Lions are going to surge this year into the NFC like title game, but I really think they got a guy that they could uh, build around. I'm with you. I think the, the Lions, and, and Patrick, you've suffered with Detroit for a long time. I've often found them to be one of the dullest teams, and they have a new energy around them with Matt Patricia. And in, in Chicago, you go from John Fox, who this podcast was not super high on, to say the least, to Matt Nagy, who I think was also did a good job today. It yeah. wasn't information rich, but he is another good personality. The NFC North has a whole different feel, and it's a long mm. time coming. Matt Patricia also, and Patrick, you let me know if this bothers you. Um, I noticed like a, a logo on the breast of his T-shirt, and I was like, why is that ring a bell? And I was like, is that a Bon Jovi logo? So I typed Bon Jovi logo into my phone. And sure enough, he went to his presser with a Bon Jovi T-shirt. I wonder if Belichick gave it to him. I don't know. I was oh, just going to sure. say, I, it doesn't doesn't bother me because it seems like something that he probably got for free. He's like, sure, I'll wear this to the presser. And he went to, the, it, yeah. and he went to the concert and had a good time yeah. to a little like living on a prayer. So he's you're that all type in. of guy. You're all in. I'm all in. I, I think he's the kind of guy. He's very smart, and that comes across. He's not as... Um, uh, he doesn't keep as much to himself as I thought, and he's and when he mm. does, he does it verbosely, like t- talks around it, as whereas Belagref- Belichick is more gruff with it. Um, and he's like Dan said, he's the kind of guy you could want to grab a beer with. Like, yeah, it, you know. And I feel like the pencil in the ear thing is a bit now, and he's like he like telling his buddies, "Hey, watch this. I'll, I'll put this pencil in my ear, and they'll all." It was remarkably it. sharpened too. Like it, it, it's clear that Danger. he's making that a thing. And I, I appreciate that. There's going to be thousands of fans in Detroit wearing pencils during the game. Where does uh, Matt Patricia rank on your new coach's charisma rankings, which I believe is oh, coming I think out. it's pretty clear this where This is a ranks. question directed he, at Dan Hansis. Yes, pronoun, good pronoun <laughs> usage there, or not using pronoun. Um, he is up there uh, in, in the charisma rankings. It, I'm going to probably say Gruden, even though he's an old new coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, just owned the room, and he had the biggest crowd I can remember for coaches. And Pat Shermer, number two. People left the Shermer. <laughs> Shermer didn't bring a lot of in, in, energy. I actually sat in on all the new press, new coaches' press conferences, and yes, I would say that uh, Patricia is right there behind Gruden number in terms two. of how they, wow. how they came across. One thing on Nagy, just to wrap that one up, I, I think if Bears fans are looking for something that's going to make him a lot different than John Fox, he was asked, not for his whole philosophy, but how he felt about Doug Peterson and going for fourth downs aggressively. He smiled really wide and said, I like it. I like it. I, I'm not joking around. I've heard the word in, like, hallways, at Shula's. I keep on hearing analytics. Maybe it's in my head. I feel like everyone's taught. Maybe it's, like, really going nuts now. Is this just in word. my head? Like bouncing, is, bouncing is around analytics never been because when I think of going for it on fourth down, I think about the analytics say that that's what you do and that's what the Eagles did. I think it's a thing. I think I, it's sticking. I think all of these coaches have an analytics guy in their headset for situational football, but no one has the stones or the onions of Doug Peterson. We, Howie, we were, Howie Roseman was asked about Doug Peterson's balls today, <laughs> and he said they were tremendous balls. Excellent. <laughs> that's a quote. We actually we were at a bar last night, and there was an entire analytics meetup. Just a bunch of yeah. analytics dudes with Cynthia Freeland. So, like, maybe that's why. Because they literally are everywhere now. We were also at a bar, and we <laughs> met Dave Gettleman. And what a wonderful guy. Honestly, he shot up my power. He already was high in the power rankings. But he's like, <laughs> oh, your dad's a Giants fan. Like, you sounded kind of like cut from the Keith Hanses household a little bit. Oh, I could totally see that. Uh, we were leaving a bar right at closing time. Erica Tamposi was there as well. Sully. Sean Sullivan. And... Um, as we're walking out, I turn around. Is this uh, this happens? Sometimes you lose Mark. He doesn't immediately come out. <laughs> and it turns out Mark makes a beeline, and I look back and I see him stick his hand out and say to Dave, uh, Dave Gettleman, "I just want to shake the hand of one of the greatest GMs of all time." <laughs> <laughs> well, he. I told him because I wouldn't. I don't think I'd Which be here. Which is quite an honor for right, a man I, that's never won a I Super Bowl. I wouldn't be but. here if my dad was, was not a huge Giants fan and a football fan growing up. And I just like that he brought honor back to that team. One of the Very greats nice. of all time. I think he I think he is one of the Don't great tell Jerry Reese what men, you just one said. of the great personnel men and he will continue to show Jerry Reese like I brought two Lombardi trophies. I'm just saying, what honor did I take from the organization? After last season. <laughs> Maybe Gettleman was the, the force behind Jerry Reese. He was yeah. working under him at the time. Um possible. All right, we, we gotta move on. Um but Can I yeah. say one quick thing? Yes, one quick thing. Excuse me, combine setup people. <laughs> Like, whatever you plan to serve for lunch today was an outrage. It was some of the <laughs> shakiest sandwiches. I couldn't even eat them because it's, like, filled with what was in, what was in them? Meat. 
roast beef <laughs> like mystery food. Well, you're all not feeling well for like two hours after, so don't shake your head, Greg. All right. Uh, before we go, before we go, first of all, some breaking news. Oh. I don't want to be on your corner here, Greg. Scary. We, this is a note from Mark Brady, one of the leading shadowy league figures in the business. We, the Around the NFL podcast, are on Spotify. A deal was reached this week. Wow. wow. Things getting done at the Combine. Now, it just occurred to me that all the people that are complaining on Twitter, how come we're not on Spotify? We don't listen to the show anymore. They're not getting this announcement. But we will also send it out via social media. <laughs> we are now on Spotify. Effective immediately, Mark? Effective immediately. Woo. So there you go. Another outlet for the program. Huge news. news. Wow. Whew. Man, things are looking good in 2018. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's as big news as the Browns wide receiver news I That's broke. Last, what was his name? Show. Larry Pinkard? Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> Larry remember. Larry Pinkerton? Um, okay. We will be back uh, tomorrow, Thursday. There are more press conferences. Uh, maybe we'll do uh, some combine talk. We, we'll figure it out. But uh, thank you for listening. Uh, yes, subscribe on Spotify if you wish. I don't know how it works, but uh, whatever you do it, or Apple, Apple Podcasts or Google something or other. Whatever. Was it? Google Play. And, of course, leave five stars. Leave comments. Uh, we, we appreciate it all. Uh, thank you, Kevin Patrick. Google you did, Play. You did nice work. There's <laughs> somebody out there using Google Play. Uh, let's get, let's get out of here. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Kevin Patrick coming at you. Rap sheet. The old boss, the mailman, the sizzler. <laughs> the best GM of all time. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.